Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's Hurricane Hotline on the home of the U. AM 560 and FM 96.5 HD2 WQAM. Driven by Williamson Cadillac. For value, style, and performance, visit Miami's premier luxury dealership. Click WilliamsonCadillac.com now. Here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes, Joe Zagacki. Hello once again, everybody. Joe Zagacki and Don Bailey Jr. As we talk University of Miami football, we continue our discussion of the Canes in the offseason. And the offseason now means spring football. Don, we're three weeks in to spring football. The players had a little time off for spring break. This week, they'll be there will be the second scrimmage coming up. So uh, we'll get a better look at uh, perhaps where they are in spring football right now uh, with the second scrimmage coming up. And again, probably a heavy look at a lot of the young guys. Well, Joe, you know, a big part of this is, is really getting some of the, the young guys figuring that it's a great advantage for anybody that's young and that enrolls early or didn't play much last year to, to see how much they've gained or, or what their what their ceiling is. But but also, I think it has a lot to do with the established players because there's a lot of competition. And there's also some spots on this football team that I think Manny Diaz would appreciate if the, the position was clarified coming out of spring. Um, you know, you, you like to go into camp with quote-unquote competition, but you would like to have things established as, as soon as you can because then you can start getting into game planning a little more specifically than, than trying to find out starter A, B, and C. You know, the one area uh, or, or, or one of the areas they've got to get better is a linebacker. And I, I suppose that if guys don't jump out in the spring, they can visit the transfer portal between spring football and the start of fall camp. And I was looking at Sam Brooks, and he's a really big kid. He's gotten a lot bigger, but he's still hobbled with a foot injury, so he could factor in there. But that's an area, linebacker, where they've really got to sort that thing out. They do, and I think it's a big challenge. Um, you know, last year, that position did not produce a lot of tackles it didn't produce a lot of plays and it didn't really produce a lot of stability and you know that's that's the quick assessment the other part of it is well how was the defensive tackle play and the defensive line mostly defensive tackle play to keep those two inside guys clean so you got to look at that as well and you know for the 4-3 defense which Manny Diaz runs and has run it exclusively for the most part in his career 
really it's a four two now with a striker but is you know it's linebacker dependent those are the guys that have got to make the tackles they got to set the fronts they've got to clarify the defense they've got to be the signal callers they got to get it from the sideline and you know it's it's one thing to, to have a guy that can make tackles but it's another thing for a guy to orchestrate that defense and be your quarterback so you're looking for that combination player you know the guy that can can do it all and that's something Miami really didn't find last June. Positive, they're searching for it every day in spring practice. Uh, one area where they have gotten better, and we've seen it with our own eyes, but also confirmed through uh, talking with coaches, is the offensive line. And that, I'm sure, puts a big smile on your face. But the offensive line seems like it's got a chance to be one of the strengths of the program. I spoke to Don Chaney, and uh, he's going to come up on the show. And he had nothing but all-out praise for the line, uh, in particular Corey Gaynor. But the line, I think, is making real, real positive strides. Well, a lot of that has to do with Garen Justice, who's going into his second year as the offensive line coach. And then uh, the second phase of that is is leadership. And what I mean by leadership is example. And you, you brought up Corey Gaynor. Corey Gaynor is a lot bigger than he was last year. And from the minute he stepped on the field and took his first snap, um, there's no question in my mind he's been the leader of that room. He's, he's as important uh, a factor to that offense as anybody. He sets he sets the fronts and he clarifies the calls and he's he's borderline football genius. You know he, he's he, he really understands what his job is and he understands the opponent. So you know he's he's priceless. But we're seeing some competition with Clark and and DJ Scaife and this guy here and that guy there. And I think it's important when we leave spring here, the end of next week, uh, that Coach Justice has got at least eight guys, you know, that he feels comfortable with. And I'm sure he'd like to have 10. Um, and then, and then, and then that gets solidified and everything from there gets a little easier. But the main thing that has happened is they've gotten bigger. They've gotten stronger and they've gained a lot of experience. That's really what offensive line play is, is the older guys and then the most experienced guys are the ones that, they normally make the least amount of mistakes, and now they're going into year two of this offense, and they understand the pace. I see them, I see them approaching the line of scrimmage a lot faster than they did last year, so that they understand what their role is, and and it's it's good to see. And there is competition. I mean, there, there's positively some questions: who's going to be the right tackle? Uh, who's going to be the left guard? I think those areas are are going to be determined, and you got to make sure you know Zion Nelson can hang down, hold down the left tackle spot, and. And Ja'Kai Clark at center looks like he's going to be very, very good. I'm not telling you that he's going to beat out Corn Gainer, but I'm telling you that he'd be a good guy to step in at that position if needed. It's not hard to see Jalen Rivers. He's a big, big man. Uh, comes to the University of Miami from Oak Leaf High School, which produced Shaq Horderman and Chance Williams, who we'll get to in a moment. Jalen Rivers was considered, uh, he was ranked the number 35 overall player uh, in ESPN's top 300 when he came to the University of Miami. He was rated the number five offensive tackle, the number four player in the state of Florida, and has gotten even bigger and stronger at 325, 330 pounds. He's a bulldozer. He is, and he is reshaping his body. And, you know, in high school they talk about big in college, they talk about strength and they talk about functional strength and functional size. He realizes that bigger 
like he was in high school did not equate to better in college. He's certainly going to play a lot of football for Miami. Um, they've bounced him inside to the guard position, and he looks very comfortable at it. It's a little, you know, a little, a little less stressful than being out on an island, and especially early in your career, um, it's good to sit inside with, a, let's say, between a guy like Corey Gaynor and Zion Nelson, who've been in a lot of battles. But he's a smart young man. He doesn't need a whole lot of help. Um, I, I think that his pass protection has improved. He's understanding the importance of technique versus being in high school when you're just a bigger guy. You can just maul people. But he's going to help, and he's going to start at some point, and he's going to be a very, very good football player for Miami. And, you know, normally these rankings don't hold up, or half the time they don't hold up. His held up. And it's nice that Miami didn't have to throw him into the fire in year one, and they're letting him get in a position to be a very, very productive football player. Uh, you have been impressed here the last couple of practices with Chance Williams, defensive end, who also is from Oakleaf High School. He was a four-star player. Chance Williams was ranked the number four weak side defensive end nationally. So he came in with uh, lots of accolades to the University of Miami. I, w- I would say this as a sidebar. Oakleaf High School not only produces really good players, they produce fine young men. They, they are really uh, gentlemen, whether it's Shaq Quarterman, Chance Williams, or Jalen Rivers. It is all yes, sir, no, sir. They are gentlemen. But Chance Williams is starting to come on at defensive end. So the beauty of it is, is you're right. With those young men, it's all yes, sir, no, sir. Let me put my helmet on and, and knock yours off, right? So it's, you know, I mean, it's that's, the, that's the beauty of it. They're all competitive. They're all very, very intense, but they're all polite until you're between the lines, and that's how it's supposed to be. But Chance Williams, every, every time I, I watch him in, in one-on-one pass drills, you see everything you're looking for. You see the get-off. You see speed. You see quickness. And he's in year two, so he's still learning technique. I think, you know, Jess Simpson's going to be a, a great impact on him. He's got, he's got that ability to bend Joe and try and turn that corner and he's developing a move where he can come back underneath. But he out of, he is going to play a lot this year and he's going to continue to develop. He's, you know, he's not, uh, doesn't have that Greg Rousseau height, which is almost an oddity when you're six, six and six, seven at that position. But he certainly is athletic as he can be. And um, he reminds me a little bit of Harvey, a little taller version than Harvey, but has that type of that type of speed that uh, Jafari Harvey has. A couple of weeks ago, we talked on the show and we said, or I said, uh, if the season started right now, I'm throwing the ball to Harley, Mallory, Cheney, and Knighton until proven otherwise. Trying to prove other, otherwise here in the last couple of days has been Charleston Rambo. He's gotten loose, he's gotten deep, and he's become a little more dependable, and that would be really good news to the University of Miami, in addition to Restrepo, who seems to make a bevy of catches in every practice. So Rambo is supposed to come in and help now. Um, what you do, I, I don't think what people realize is there was a big adjustment. I mean, he was at Oklahoma spent his entire career in that offense, that that environment, that weather, that practice field, everything. You know, he's programmed to be an Oklahoma guy. He comes to Miami, and there's things that are different. You know, he's away from 
away from uh, his college of three years, and now he's trying to make the adjustments. And when you and I are watching him on the field, he certainly can run. He's certainly fast. He's certainly got, but he's but he certainly doesn't have a grasp of the offense. You know, Restrepo and he are not comparable. One's a you know a taller guy and an outside guy. One's a a little bit shorter and is more comfortable inside. But Restrepo had all the last year in this offense. So I think the best of Rambo um, is going to come in the fall and in the first maybe maybe game three, four, and five after he understands the whole concept of this offense and and how to, to, to digest the play call and then execute it. So I expect a lot out of him, and every single time um, this spring that we've been there, Restrepo makes plays. And for myself, and I, I think I can speak for you, a play to me at that position right now is making a catch. And he's certainly, between he and Harley, those two guys are for sure – the most sure-handed, and I, I think Restrepo um, is going to put himself in a position to to really become known in, in the ACC. We had one of those moments in practice, and we were watching with Ed Reed, and Restrepo made a catch, uh, a deep ball catch between three defenders, and I said, "Oh, was that a great catch or bad defense?" <laughs> <laughs> well. Um, I would say that it's if he's surrounded by three defenders, it's probably bad defense. But when you when you know Restrepo, you know he's catching the football. I think what he does so well is he locates that football. You know, no matter where it is in flight, it's almost like he he has a a sixth sense when he knows the ball's released from the quarterback's hands and he tracks it, and he's so confident in his own hands. He he, he knows how hard he's worked on his routes. He knows how hard he's worked to make each and every catch. But, you know, there's your, the Braxton Berrios um, comparison. But I'll remind you that Braxton really didn't pick up his game until his last two years. I think actually Restrepo was ahead of him. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this quite a bit. Manny Diaz uh, said it uh today and yesterday after practice about the defense he said the main object, main objective has been to eliminate the big runs that would be to me coming out of spring ball uh going into that first game against alabama if you want to take your defense to another level that that probably sums it up right there well i think you know that's the goal of every everybody in that in that on that side of the football is to eliminate the big runs and you know that's uh, they're going to rely on a lot of technique. I, I would say if this was our pregame show before the Alabama game, and I'm sure one of the topics is going to be Manny Diaz, defensive coordinator, what's going to be different? Well, I, I think it'll be coordinated differently. And I mean, that sounds like a simple answer, but everybody's going to know exactly what they're supposed to do on every single play, and you can be sure that they will be chasing that football at a high-end speed until they're either on the ground or you hear the whistle or the guy's out of bounds. I mean, Manny has always been a huge effort guy. He's always been a, a, a to make sure that his defense tackles extremely well, but he's going to also make sure that they're in the right place at the right time. And that has always overcome uh, defenses that may not be as talented in certain areas 
when they're playing team defense. And I think that's the thing that they have to realize. And, and I'm sure they do that. It's, you know, it's about playing team defense. Yeah. All right. Well, scrimmage number two is coming up uh, for the university of Miami. So we'll, we'll see how that works out. Uh, again, we get a good, we will should get a really good evaluation of the quarterbacks. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm excited about. I mean, you know, I've gone 20, 20 years. I mean, I don't know how long it's been, it been that long, but I don't want to take anything away, but I mean, from the guys that have come in here and played, but I want that position solidified. I really do. I mean, you want Derek King to come back healthy. Uh, the second that he's able to get on the field, let's get him on the field. But let's also take advantage of of uh, Van Dyke and Garcia right now and, and, and Matoka and, and see what they are made of. And let's get them all these uninterrupted reps and let them get hit a little bit and let them get chased around the pocket and go against, you know, uh, the, the number one defense so they get a feel for the speed because we don't know what's going to happen uh, in September or late August on who's going to be the starter. So these young quarterbacks have got to see as much speed as they can. I think that's the biggest way to help them right now is how fast is this game played because no matter how you try to simulate this at spring practice, it's going to be twice that fast against Alabama. All right, that's my broadcast partner, Don Bailey Jr. Season tickets for University of Miami football on sale right now. 1-800-GO-CANES or hurricanesports.com. You know, to win in football, it all has to come together. Offense, defense, special teams. The same is true in the luxury car business. Parts and service, the body shop, sales, Customer service, they all have to work together. And at Williamson Cadillac, they do. Under the guidance of Ed Williamson and his lovely wife, Carol, and they have been doing it for 52 years. You can experience everything that Williamson Cadillac has to offer with its award-winning lineup. You can make a statement in their unmistakable XT crossovers, engineered to stand out. I'm driving the XT4. Or excite your senses in Williamson's CT sedan series, dedicated Dedicated to performance, or you can ride in the original icon, the fifth generation of the Cadillac Escalade. Visit Ed Williamson at his state-of-the-art facility, easily located at US 1 and 104th Street, just south of the Palmetto Expressway, or view their entire lineup online at WilliamsonCadillac.com. Williamson Cadillac, where it all comes together. Your premier leisure dealership, Williamson is Miami. Now back to Hurricane Hotline on the home of the U. AM 560 and FM 96.5 HD2 WQAM. Driven by Williamson Cadillac. For value, style, and performance, visit Miami's premier luxury dealership. Click WilliamsonCadillac.com now. Here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes, Joe Zagacki. We are very pleased to have with us right now former University of Miami defensive end Greg Rousseau. I think one of the nicest kids I've met at the University of Miami. And Greg, expected to be a high draft choice. Greg, thanks for being on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Man, we missed you last year. Did you miss watching your teammates? Did you miss playing? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I watched them every single game for sure, but I definitely miss playing. Like just, uh, just training the whole year was definitely different from being on the field with my guys. It was, it was tough. Yeah. What, what were the positives? of uh, just training for the draft, and what were the negatives? Uh, I'd say the positives were really just me, like, uh, being able to just work on certain things, you know, like, just really just focus on my techniques and stuff like that. But I'd say the 
the the negatives was was just missing the sport, you know, because like those are my brothers. At the end of the day, like I, I miss the coach, I miss the Canes fam in general. So that was tough. That was real tough. Just, but I always supported from the, the background. I was always watching uh, for my TV at home and rooting them on. What did you think about going through the experience of pro day? I thought you crushed it. Appreciate it. Appreciate. It. I feel like I could have done better, but but you know I feel like I had a solid day. I definitely went out there and competed. It was great to be out there with Jalen, uh, Jalen, Quincy, Jose, Brevin, Chagose. It was awesome. It was a great experience. Like I, I, I'm, I'm really blessed to have had the opportunity to share a field with them one last time. What kind of feedback have you been receiving? I, I would imagine you're getting some feedback. If, if you can share it, what has the feedback been like from the NFL? Um, oh, they think I did solid. They think I did solid. They just said I just got to keep on working, you know, just keep on getting better. That's what I'm going to do. I've been, I've been working for my whole life, so I'm not going to stop now, you know? I think one of the things that you have demonstrated to the, to the scouts and not only – with the way you play, but also in pro day is your versatility. How important do you think that's going to be when they evaluate you? I think it's huge for me, you know, cause I feel like when I was in Miami, I showed that I could, I could drop back into coverage when, I, when I'm asked to, I can play the zero to three to five to nine. So pretty much all over the defensive line and all that stuff. So I feel like I, I add a lot to the team because of what I bring to the table in terms of versatility. The fact that, when you played at the University of Miami and they used you as an outside edge rusher but also brought you inside between the center and the guard, how important do you think that experience was for you and also, again, for the evaluation? I think it was awesome, you know. Like, first of all, I had a lot of fun playing in there, but also I just learned a lot about the game, you know, and like just the different nuances of playing inside and playing outside. Like, I realized, like, playing inside, things happen a little bit faster, so you have to be a lot quicker with your steps and quicker with your hands and, and making sure that if you're going to throw a counter move, you have to get in, get into everything pretty much a step quicker. So I feel like it was a great experience. There's a, there's a possibility you could stay home in this deal. You know, the Dolphins have a draft choice. You played in the backyard. They like to get to the quarterback uh, from the edge. Uh, how would that be if you got drafted by the Dolphins? That would be, be amazing. That would be like a dream come true. Like to play high school – in South Florida, then to play for UM, then to go to the Dolphins, that's like, you can't ride it any better than that, you know? So that would be crazy. That would be awesome. You see, I'm, I'm advocating for you because on one side, they've got that guy Van Ginkle who played at Wisconsin, and we saw him in the bowl game, and he's kind of long and lanky like you, and you'd be on the other side. I mean, that would be that would be a tough, tough matchup. It would. That would be dope. That would be sick. <laughs> Uh, I, I didn't want to ask you this. Uh, almost all year long, Jalen Phillips had himself a heck of a heck of a season at the University of Miami. Is there any part of you that wishes maybe you had a chance to play with him in games and, and picked his brain a little bit because he really yeah. had an impactful season? Yeah, yeah, he had a great year, and part of me definitely wishes I did play with him and Quincy. You know, they're both awesome players and but are also both like really good people so like i definitely missed that part and it would have been awesome to share the field with them. but i did i did get the um uh get a chance to know Jalen because i was there with him for about like one and a half years mm-hmm. and we played a couple practices that's in that uh 2020 spring together right uh Jalen is a guy that brings a, a lot of intensity would you would you say that's a fair evaluation oh yeah for sure he plays super fast and he just plays hard like he's not gonna stop you know yeah uh, do you think uh, 
the pros to the NFL, do you think they look at you as just an edge rusher? Or do you think that perhaps if a, a team that's in a 3-4 would say, well, maybe we'll move you a little bit around, stand you up at outside linebacker? Uh, I, I mean, I feel like it really depends and it really varies. Like with whatever team I talk to, some of them see me as an outside linebacker and some of them see me as like a Clayus Campbell type player where I can move uh, like up and down the line of scrimmage and some teams see me as just an edge. So like it really just – it's really different with, with each and every team, but I feel like I could do all three. Like, anything they ask me to do, I'll do it. You know, it's interesting. I, I've heard that Calais Campbell comparison, which I think is a great comparison. But to take it one step further, if you if you match Calais Campbell on and off the field, I mean, that's that's a great role model to have. Yeah, facts. I'm always texting him, talking to him, just picking his brain. And he's, he's kind of like a mentor for me, so it's always great to talk to him and like we've all seen the success he's had uh, in the NFL. So hopefully, I can follow his footsteps. What do you think about? Uh, we're in spring football now. Uh, some of the young guys, at the University of Miami has Jafari Harvey on one end. They brought in a couple of guys uh, at defensive end. Uh, you probably, I don't know if you crossed paths with uh, with them at all. Uh, one Chaz Williams from Jacksonville. Cam Williams was here, I think, yeah, uh, from Chaminade when you played. But they've got some outside pass rushers. Uh, how do you feel about those guys? I feel like they're going to do awesome. You know, they, they were growing every single day when I was there, getting better and better. The quarantine kind of, like, slowed things down, but I feel like they're really coming into their own. Like, Jafari had that strip sack yeah. in the bowl game, so I feel like they're only going to get better, and I feel like the sky's the limit for that group, and they're going to be awesome. I feel like it's like it's, it's like every year Miami has a star defensive end, so hopefully we can we can keep that going, you know? Yeah, no question. Uh, Coach Diaz is going to handle the defense this year, uh, call the plays and all that stuff. What kind of impact do you think that will have? I think it's going to mean everything, you know, like just like being under Coach Diaz for the year for the years I was there, that like the edge that he coaches with is like it's like all day long, you know, he's like he's just on you and it really just pushes you. Like he demands greatness, so I feel like that's really going to push the defense to the next level, and it's going to be great. It's going to be great to have him back, like being hands on. I feel like that's only positive for the team. Greg Rousseau is our guest. Uh, the one thing I noticed at your pro day. Uh, your body <laughs> you got bigger you got more muscular take us through what you've been doing in your workouts uh, I've been doing a whole bunch of stuff from lifting like single leg squats to of course like bench press and stuff but also I feel like a big part of it's just been like my diet I've been super careful I've been eating a lot of fish a lot of like grains brown rice things like that just trying to be trying to be more healthy than I was in the past and I feel like that goes a long way I think maybe um, more of a statement than a question for you, uh, maybe the one thing about not playing a year ago and, and just training is it became a job. And now at the, at the NFL level, once you are drafted, this is your job. This is your career. It's every day, all day. So do you think by training for a year, that gets you into that mindset of the NFL, this is business, this is a job? Yeah, I definitely think it did. You know, like in like, in college, let's say you miss a lift or something, like your coaches are going to be on your head. They're going to be mad at you. You're going to have a punishment. But like in the NFL, if you're missing workouts, it's just going to reflect on the field. So I feel like you really, you really have to take it into your own hands and you have to be responsible and you just have to be that type of person. You have to trust yourself and make sure you're always pushing yourself. Nobody's going to push you, you know? And like, like we're a rookie. We're going to be rookies this year, like me, Jalen, Quincy. But like the next year, there's going to be new rookies trying to take our job. So it's like, it's your job to, just, to keep your job, basically. You know, you got to keep on working. And stay on top of everything. So I feel like just I feel like I already got that mindset, but it was great to 
it was great to have kind of just a taste of it and be able to just make sure I push myself the whole entire offseason for this past fall. Yeah, because I think uh, at the NFL level, you also face the peer pressure, right? You got other guys that are depending on you. That's their job as well, and uh, it's about winning. So you've got to give the right effort because ultimately it comes down to winning and money and all of those things. So you're going to have some peer pressure as well. Facts, exactly. It's a, it's a huge deal. <laughs> Greg Rousseau is our guest, former University of Miami defensive end. How about the fact that just a couple of years ago, you were like a tight end at a small high school in Miami, and now you're on the verge of being a top 25 pick in the NFL draft? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. You know, like it's a, it's a blessing. I feel like I wouldn't be where I'm at without uh, going to the University of Miami. You know, so I'm, I'm blessed and I'm grateful for everything that, that's come my way. And I just got to keep on working to make everybody proud. But I, I appreciate you having me for sure. It's always great to be back on. Yeah. Last thing for you, how much uh, board work, how much chalk work do the do, do the NFL guys put you through during all these uh, pre-draft interviews? A lot. A lot. They have me draw up defenses, offenses, different backfield sets, different personnel, uh, different formations. It's, it's, a, it's a whole bunch. You really got to know your stuff. Yeah, well, uh, I think you know your stuff. You're going to do great. We're going to be proud of you uh, when you're drafted in the first round. We'll keep an eye on your career, and we're going to root for the Dolphins to draft you. For sure, for sure. There we go. (laughs) All right, great. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Now back to Hurricane Hotline on the home of the U. AM 560 and FM 96.5 HD2 WQAM. Driven by Williamson Cadillac. For value, style, and performance, visit Miami's premier luxury dealership. Click WilliamsonCadillac.com now. Here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes, Joe Zagacki. Very happy to be talking now with University of Miami second-year freshman running back Don Cheney Jr., and uh, Don, thanks for being with us on the show here tonight. Spring football, we are uh, more than halfway through it, three weeks into it now. What has been the best part of spring football for you so far? Uh, I really believe that the best part was, you know, being able to be with my teammates for the first time during spring, uh, seeing how everyone starts off, seeing all the competition, and even being in competition during spring. That's probably one of the best parts that I've I've, I've noticed during this process. Uh, watching you practice, you look a little bit bigger to me. What has your offseason been like? Uh, it's been mainly workouts, you know. Um, you know, everyone obviously knows David Feely. You know, it's been mainly his workouts. He gives us workouts even during the quarantine stages. Uh, he always sends us workouts, and, you know, I, I'm – I'm like follow the leader because you know he's like a he's like a second dad to me. So uh, you know it's like follow the leader in that standpoint. What was your experience like last year? You almost went pretty much from high school football to college football because there wasn't much of a spring and all that stuff. Uh, so what was the adjustment like for you? And maybe take us through the year in, in terms of uh, how you felt the first year went. Oh, the adjustment. It was pretty, pretty easy, you know, because Coach Lashley and Coach Hickson, they all made it, they made it easy for, way easier for me. You know, I was I was hurt, so I wasn't really in the action last spring. Uh, 99% of the time I wasn't in any action. So I was really just sitting there getting extra meetings, uh, meeting with Coach Lashley and Coach Hickson, 
taking extra time, you know, learning the plays so they, so things can come easier to me. Because, you know, uh, there's a lot of people that are visual learners and a lot of people that are like, you know, they can just read off something and learn it. I'm more of a, a, a visual learner. I have to see it happen, stuff like that. So they made it, they made it happen for me, which made it easy. And during the season, um, the season went really well for me. I, I'm, I believe, I mean... Like, I mean, I got three touchdowns. I think about probably about like 400 yards out the season, something like that. Uh, I think that's a pretty good season, you know, for a freshman that's sharing sharing carries with uh, two other great running backs. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, hopefully it gets better this season. You know, it's competition still up, so uh, really, it's like a uh, like I always say, you know, it's it's competition. You just got to do what you got to do to survive. Yeah, I was going to say at the end of the year, uh, you finished the season very strong against Oklahoma State. You had over 100 total yards in that game. Played really well. When you when you were walking off the field, did you feel like almost like darn the season's over? Can can we play one more? Oh, uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. I really did. I was like, wow, man, this went by really fast. Uh, like everything went by really fast uh, during the fall. I, I was having like I, I would start to notice during practice. I'm like, wow, man, we're already on the seventh game. Like, what? Like, this is this this too fast. I thought this was gonna go by you know slow. I was gonna be like, obviously it was enjoyable during the moment, but it feels like the moment would go by so fast that you couldn't even really enjoy it. And, you know, I, I enjoyed playing that last game. You know, they they always told me that um, there's going to be a time where you're going to need to step up. And that was really that time during Oklahoma, the Oklahoma State game, where I had to really, like, look at myself in the mirror and be like, Don, it's your time to step up. Do what you came here to do, play football. And that, that's what I really went by the entire game. So just... Man, but you're not lying. The season went by fast, and I was like, I, I need, I feel like I need about five more games at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, I mentioned to you earlier, I was watching practice with Ed Reed. We're up on the balcony, and you walked by, you're on the field. What does it mean to you to have an extra set of eyes like Ed Reed that can watch and observe you play and then call you out, call you call you by your name or whatever, and maybe give you a tip. Uh, how important is that? How impactful is that to have a person like Ed Reed, a Hall of Famer, be there for you? I mean, it, it's really it's really good. You know, uh, I, I'm always talking to him. He's always giving me pointers on things that I work on, like mainly my power protection and stuff like that. He's He's really... Remember how I just said, like, I had to look in that mirror and be like, Don, let's go. Let's do what you got to do. He was that mirror I had to look in. I had to look at him and be like, all right, let's go. Because he, he, he came up to me. He's like, look, you did not come here for nothing. You, you got to come here and do what you came here to do. Yep. I just had to sit there and think to myself, like, let's go. Let's, let's do this. Like, this is it. And um, it felt, it felt, you know, Nobody knows how good it felt to have that right there on the field because I know my dad was in the stands watching. My dad can't talk to me. So it's like, you know, I was like, it, it felt so good and it helped so much because I'm 
I'm not even gonna lie to you. I was, I was, I was kind of nervous. You know, like spotlight was kind of on me, and it's never really been on me in college yet. So I was like, wow, this is it, Don. And I, I was starting to freak out a little bit, but you know, every came up to me. He's like, calm down. I want you to know that you got this. It's what you came here to do. So it felt, it felt really nice to have him around. You mentioned your dad. Your dad's a football coach, so you're the son of a coach. How impactful has that been on your career? I mean, my dad's the reason why I am today, him and my mother. My dad had the the football aspect of things, so education, but my mother mainly had the education part of things. Like, I, I like my dad, he, he's been to every single football game that I've ever had. Every single one. My dad has yet to miss a game. Mm. Except for Duke game. And he cried about that. He didn't want to miss it. Mm. And um, my, my dad's been helping him my entire life. There's not one thing that I, I can mess up on that I would be able to mess up on again because my dad correct. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like that. my dad is what I'm very grateful for my dad because, you know, most people don't, they don't get to have what I have, you know? And sometimes you got to sit there and be like, you, you're really thankful. Be grateful that you have this. So, yeah, my, my dad is one of the most important people in my life. He helped me get to this point. Very good. Um, you mentioned the competition earlier. Coach Lashley has said, I'm looking for one back, maybe to be the dominant guy. Um, does that put extra pressure on the on the backfield, create more competition? Uh how do you emerge as the guy? What what has to happen for one guy to emerge? Uh, it's really it's really about what type of dog do you have in? It has to be all about the the beast that you got inside. Because anything that anyone says, like if they're like, I need someone to run twenty miles per hour right now. We're all gonna run twenty. I need someone to run 21 miles per hour. We're all going to run 21 miles per hour. So it's as if whatever you say that you need us to do, that's why it's a really good competition because we are going to do it. We are going to do it right away. So that, that's why I think we, we generally have the, the best backfield in the country. Mm-hmm. I don't think no one's better than us. No one has ever had a competition like, like that like the three of us had. And, you know, we all have respect for each other. So, like, there's no, oh, there's anger over here with this person towards us. No, we all have respect for each other. We all chill with each other on the weekends. We all chill with each other after practice. We go to cryo machine. We go to therapy sessions together. We do all things together. But at the end of the day, we all know what's at stake, you know? It's competition. Right. Uh, how much easier is it to run behind the offensive line this year? Everybody's back. Got great competition on the offensive line. Got some big dudes up front. What do you see from your offensive line? Those guys are beasts. Especially my main man, Craig Gainer. He's the GOAT. There's nothing nobody can tell me. Corey Gainer is the GOAT. I talk to Corey every day. Corey even hypes me up and be like, let's hold on, stuff like that, you know. He gasses me up. I love that, man. I, I, I have 100%, 110% faith in my lineman. I mean, 
we wouldn't I wouldn't gotten those those touchdowns or the yards without the linemen. So we're really I feel like we're really nothing without them. There wouldn't be no such thing as a running back or a quarterback. Maybe even wide receivers on screen plays without without linemen. They are the bread and butter of this offense. They are what set the tone. When we see them pancake somebody, it makes us want to go harder. It makes the wide receivers want to go harder. It makes the quarterback want to throw a better pass just because he knows he's being protected. So, uh, yeah, I definitely have 100% faith in those linemen. And I feel like they're going to do what, what they came here to do, ball up. They came back for a reason. So you got to get it done. Let's talk about one of the assets that you have besides being a very good running back. You can catch the football. How important is it for you to be involved in the passing game, to be a weapon in the passing game? Uh, you know, be able to talk to Coach Lackett sometimes, you know. Like, how do I catch him? He'll, he'll end up telling me, just go get on a jug machine. I mean, like, because at first – I wasn't really, really, like, fond of the catching. I was, like, I was just, you know, good at it. And then I would notice, because there was one game where I did drop the pass, you know. I wasn't I wasn't really looking. And I had stayed on the jug machine every day after practice for the rest of the season. Um, yeah, it was actually, I'm pretty sure, Chrome. Oh. No, I think it was, I think it was Louisville game, I'm sorry. A little game where I dropped a wide open pass. It was just, at the moment, it was very embarrassing, you know. But um, I stayed on the drug machine every single day after that. And I, I believe I haven't dropped a pass since. Good. So it feels, it feels real good to be a part of that. It feels real good to be a part of the passing, the passing game. Well, I, I was asked the other day about the passing game. And I said, if the season started right now, until proven otherwise, I'm throwing the ball to Harley, Mallory, Knighton, or Don Chaney. Now, three weeks later, I'm going to probably put Rambo in that mix uh, because he, I think he's coming on. But enough of my opinion. The quarterback play, De'Ara King, um, he's injured, but he's rehabbing. How important is it to see him out there with the teammates? And then how about the play of Van Dyke and Garcia so far? Uh, it's, you know, it's like, cause King is, King is our leader, you know, he's, he's a leader on the team, you know, it feels really good, you know, having him out there, even in the first place, cause you know, he can just really, he really, he really could just, you know, stay inside, you know, keep going as therapy, but he chooses to come outside, you know, talk to us, um, he, wanting to be able to be out there when he doesn't have to is, what sets him apart from everyone else. And the the field play with, with Jake and TV, it's, it's really good competition. Just like the running room, everyone's competing. Everyone's doing good. There's no making mistakes. Everyone's on the game. You know, so, I mean, I'll just do that. That's more of a question for Coach Lashley, which I couldn't really answer on who's doing good and who's not doing good because everyone's doing amazing. You know, everyone's on the air game. No one's messing up. Everyone's doing what they're told to do. Very good. So that's just really not a question for me. 
Very, very good. I think your analysis was good anyway. We appreciate you being on the show. Uh, the very best of luck for the rest of the spring. And I look forward to watching you score more touchdowns next year, both on the ground and catching the football. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thanks so much for joining us on the show. We will see you next time. I'm Joe Zagacki on the home of the Canes, AM 560, FM 96.5, HD2, the Joe WQAM, and streaming on the Odyssey app. So long, everyone. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.